Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. It's been an exciting week, it's hasn't it? It's been an extremely exciting week. Oh my week. god. Big a- big news in the Formula One. In the off race week. Just so much drama around Full of Life. There was uh okay, let's so let's let's just let's get into it. The rumor mill abounds with Fascinating little juicy tidbits of mm, mm. F1 gossip. Yeah, so let's just, cra- just crack on with it. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Mick Schumacher yeah, yep. may not drive for. Ah, I'm gonna I'm year. gonna throw in a uh, an explosion. Right yeah, here. And some lightning, like a dart of okay. lightning. Okay, that would so be great. explosion. <laughs> then, do you want them both together, or do you want an explosion then lightning? Mick Schumacher may not drive for Haas next year. And then I think you should do... Do you remember... Did you ever play the computer game Castle Wolfenstein? Yes. Wolfenstein? Yes. Uh, well, you should... They're, they're, that's what I hear whenever I hear the word Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg! <laughs> and same, similar syllables, isn't it? Yeah. If not exactly the same. It is the but battle... I don't have the time to work it right out right now. It's the battle for the German seat in the American car and the Russian-funded team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor little half. How are they gonna... When you're a team at that level... And your money, and you go, oh my god, thank god we have this backing from this uh, Russian billionaire. And then you have to kick him out because the son wants to pursue his career of DJing, right? Is that what happened? Mazepin. Yeah? Yeah, He did you not see all the footage of him DJing this week? Yeah, but he didn't voluntarily go, I now will not drive a Formula One car No, anymore. I think he wanted to be a DJ, and this was just on the path to... You know how I quit music to go into comedy? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was a choice. <laughs> it's the okay. same thing. So you think that he actually is a very anti-Putin person? Yeah, that's what he's, he's DJing um, anti-Russian, but it's hidden, like in that Judas Priest song. If you listen to all of Mazepin, which he is genuinely has been DJing at parties all week. Yeah. 
And if you listen under the, like, in where, where it went, Judas Priest went, if you play it backwards, it goes, get the gun, get the gun, shoot, shoot, shoot. And that yeah. kid shot his teachers. If you play the Nicotia Mazepin uh, discs backwards, yeah. it says, we are against the illegal invasion of Ukraine. Give back Curzon and Crimea to the people. Exactly. Okay. And also, while we're talking about Mazepin, he's, his DJ name is, he's removed the S and the E. So it's Mazepin is what was behind him when he was DJing. Which is a bit of a waste because spin, Mazepin, yeah. spin, you spin when you DJ. Yeah. And also, what's he most famous for doing in his car? Uh, spinning out. And, have... and, and like harassing women. Big juicy news week anyway. It's Huge. really, really exciting. Schumacher, Hulkenberg. Who do you want in the car? Uh, Schumacher. You want Schumacher? I can't. I'm, I've told you I'm not doing Hulkenberg. I'm not doing Hulkenberg and I'm not doing... Who else am I not doing? Magnuson. Magnuson. Yeah. Whenever... I, I, didn't, I, I knew who I meant. I just didn't want to say his name. Do you want to talk about... Continue talking about Haas? Uh, no, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, with all the spinning that Mazepin loves doing, he would have absolutely adored the scenes in Las Vegas, wouldn't he? Oh, my God. There was so much spinning around. What is... What's happening to Formula One? Can, what is going on? That they've given the all the cars had boy racer neons underneath them. Uh, Vegas is another city that was built um, using illegal labor by gangsters, uh, like, like to, Qatar, like a lot of the places. Yeah, that except it was race. Frank Sinatra, wasn't it? It was well, it was founding founding Capone, it. Yeah, I believe. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, as long as there's blood in the soil, they'll race there. <laughs> that's the only thing. That's the only thing they care about. How hey. much blood is in the soil? Great. Come on in, uh, sit down, <laughs> sit down. No, don't put your feet on my desk. Okay? Let me ask you a question. You want to come race here? Yes, um, we do. Can I just ask one question? Yeah, go ahead, kid. Um, how many people have died um, building this track? Mm. 7,000. <laughs> yes, we absolutely, here's a seven-year contract. Yeah. Hashtag the FIA. The Vietnam uh, Grand Prix never materialized, did it? No, it was announced and then yeah, it was meant to happen in 2020, wasn't yeah, it? And yeah, then it yeah. happened because of COVID and then it never... And then nobody ever spoke about it ever again. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Got deleted off the socials as well. There's something going on. Something's going there. on in Vietnam. You know what I think it is? I think that's where Michael Massey bought. I think he bought Vietnam with his Red Bull money and is now living there. Isn't there like another... Is there ever been talk of a Thai Grand Prix? Because you know the guy... There's So there's the the, the sadly passed Mataschitz. Mataschitz. Who owned Red Bull. Dunker Didi. With the Thai guy. Yep. Uh, <laughs> with the Thai guy I don't know his name but he's also dead he the died guy who owns years Red ago Bull. and now his son is just like the only alive one of Red Bull yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. just drives around in Thailand like getting away with it's stuff. a Thai company isn't it uh, well it's like Austrian and Thai yeah maybe this should, maybe, why isn't there a Thai Grand Prix I don't know but it feels like with it would be good to give Red Bull their another home race home Grand Prix yeah. <laughs> well I thought the Vegas launch was it just felt like, you know, when you don't want to eat a, a burger, but you do, you know, mm. and you're like, oh, and you, you, you're like, you get home late and take away and you're like, I don't want to have fried chicken, but okay. I mean, I do, but I do. that's what the Vegas launch felt like to me. It felt like someone pumping fast food into my eyes and mouth and veins. And everybody's sort of willingly invested in the idea that they're not really excited about the race. It's about like all Formula One circuits or new destinations for Formula One races are essentially decided upon based on how good the costume that people will get to dress up in is. Yeah. Like, what can I... Austin, you're a cowboy. Miami, you're like a playboy. Yeah. Vegas, you're 
money. No, a crimi- a your criminal, money? A, your some cash? Some sort of criminal. Hard cash. Uh, we haven't quite gotten to dressing up like they do in Saudi Arabia yet. Yeah. But I'm I'm not sure they've quite found the spirit of the cosplay there, have they? But it's it's pageantry. It's like there's a big, like, Macy's Day parade float. Every race is just a big pageant full of bright colours and fun stuff. And it's not really about racing. I can't imagine them announcing, like, a... A Copenhagen race event, or like Oslo. Go, oh yeah, we're going to Oslo, or we're going to we're Zurich. doing we're doing Vancouver, <laughs> Zurich. You could sort of see because it's rich because there's rich people yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah and it would be cool to like Doncaster. Ima- yeah, they're not going to Doncaster. Okay, where where do you want a Grand Prix where there shouldn't be one? And I don't mean like a a, a dodgy country. I mean like where would you like to see one? where there just shouldn't be one because it would be really drab. Like uh, there's a place called Cannock just north of Birmingham uh-huh. and that's got a really fun uh, arcade of sort of fluorescent curry shops and a bowling alley where I once did a gig. And I think that would, it would humble a lot of the drivers to have to drive through uh, Cannock. Mm. Um, I'd quite like one um, in Venice because that would be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> it was the only place I think they'd worse to, than Because they'd have to drain it. Well, no, you do it in boats. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> It would be fun if the uh, yeah for the Canuck Formula One, the Mister Chips Parabolica. It wouldn't be. And then you've got the third corner around Caroline's Rug Shop. I'd like um, Formula One Norwich. Your home race. Your home race. Sorry, to just to conclude the Vegas thing is what I can't stand about the Vegas Grand Prix. Is everyone saying it's going to be the biggest sporting spectacle of all time? And it hasn't happened yet. It's like when Chinese Democracy by Guns N' Roses came out and everyone, <laughs> or Smile by the Beach Boys, and everyone, everyone just went, oh my God, oh my God, yeah, how are Fleetwood Mac going to top rumors? <laughs> I, I, it's amazing because what they've done is they've locked themselves in a studio for three years with all the cocaine in California and they're all fucking each other. There's no way it's going to be terrible. <laughs> and then yeah. Tusk came out, which, sorry, Fleetwood Mac is a bad album. And sorry, Las Vegas. To our, I know we have some listeners in Las Vegas. I've been to Vegas. I've played there. Have you? It's rubbish. And I don't mean the cool bit you where the killers are comedy from. There. What? Musical comedy. Music. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not done comedy there yet. Do you have a residency? No, I did the Warped Tour. Of course. And we course, played in Vegas. And I walked, interesting facts about Vegas, I walked from the swimming pool back into the hotel barefoot in July and I got blisters on my feet because it was so hot. Oh, wow. So think of the tire compounds. Think of the deg. Yeah. Think well, about that it, deck. It will be this time of year, won't it, that they'll be doing it? It's going to be the third from final race, I think, or the second from final yeah, race. Yeah, so because we, we have to end in a blood money country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the rules of Formula One. Top and tail. <laughs> <laughs> Start as you mean to go on. It's nice, isn't it? Um, Lewis, also, while they were in Vegas, George said to Crofty, Yeah. He said, um, just, uh, just so I know, because they were, Perez was there as well, and George made a little quip and went, Hey, Crofty, are you allowed to talk to Perez? Because he's still boycotting. Yes, I saw that. Because yeah. Red Bull did a boycott. Yeah. They? Two words, I think, that suit Christian Horner, boy and cot. Yeah, I think it works. I think it works. I think it works. As of yesterday, Sky Sports, as of today, Sky Sports Formula One race director went to the Red Bull garage to smooth things over. Old Billy McGinty. Old Billy McGinty. Old, Old Billy, Billy McGinty. McGinty. I'm Billy McGinty, an Irish boy of yore. <laughs> Sounds like um, a lesser character in Oliver Twist. Come on now, Christian Horner. You don't want to be boycotting our boys, do you now? Come on now. Now, you stop it with all this not talking to us nonsense. Do you understand me now? Come on. 
I'm Billy McGinty, the cheerful head of Sky Formula One. If there's anywhere on earth where the Sky Sports F1 race director <laughs> should not go, it's the Red Bull garage. Of all, they're just they're just going to bribe him. He's going to walk in, and there's. And Horner's going to be surrounded by orphans. <laughs> oh, sorry, Sky Sports Race Director. I was just reading to these blind orphans. I've, I, I, I braille the race review to them every week so they know exactly just how good Max Verstappen is and just how supportive Checo and his dad are. Anyway, come in. Would you like a... Would you like a massage? Because we have masseuses on start. Okay, no, can I just you in a money bath? The way that we all relax. I know some people like ice baths. I know Charles Leclerc particularly. What we like to do is blend hard cash <laughs> in olive oil and pesto and fill a jacuzzi with it. And we just love, we just like a sputter. Mm, the taste of, of hard money in my mouth. Come on in. Hey, how do you, do you want to shoot some dogs? Do you want to go outside and shoot some? <laughs> you just say it because nobody. Leave we- looking all sheepish in like gorgeous new dressing gown <laughs> with like chocolates falling out of the pockets <laughs> looking all confused like you don't know oh no I've, I I love chocolate and everything but that seems a little bit too Bertie, far now Bertie don't forget your gift bag oh thank you so I much bought, I bought a PS5 Billy. Billy Billy <laughs> Billy it's just a, it's, a, it's a little gift bag that says we're going to pay for all of your children's university oh, education oh, that's a lovely gesture thank you very much indeed do you like Manny Peddies? I love to have a mani pedi, one of the ways I relax because I I I I love um going on walks. I love a I love a ramble, a yomp through the forest. So I do. So what I'd love is I build up my calluses on the bottom of my feet, and I love to go for a pedi and have them uh, uh rubbed away with the pumice stone. Well, why don't we sit down with the pumice stone? I can just tell you how bloody hard done by Red Bull are. Oh, we're God. just so hard well. I really shouldn't, you know, but um, it makes me so angry. It makes me want to pull out the, the hair from my very hairy forearms. I have built up a lot of calluses on my oh, I, I, through the Yorkshire Dales. So I was the other day. So I, I will have that uh, petty. Thank you very much. Can indeed. I just can I just say something? Do you, do you remember Charlie Whiting? No, I didn't. I didn't fucking think so. But do you know Michael Massey? Yeah, of course you do. Do you know why? Because I made him a star. I can make you a star, Bertie. How would you like to be a star? You're talking very close to my face. How would you like to be a star of Formula One? I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. You know, I can taste on your lips. Tastes like you've had pate for lunch. Do you enjoy the finer foods? Because I can make you... I love to eat the exploded liver of a force-fed goose. Yeah, well, I can fill your face with force-fed goose till the day you and your children die. Now, let's cut the shit. Red Bull, right? The era of Lewis, over. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me in the eyes. Right, see this? Now look down. See that bulge? That's what I call my Red Bull. Oh, dear And it's me. throbbing red. Okay, well, that, I didn't think you'd sexualize the encounter so quickly. I'm not sexualizing the encounter. I'm just saying power that winning gets me off. Christ. Okay? Yes. Do you want to hit me? <laughs> fucking hell. Fucking yeah. punch me. Punch me in the face. I'll take it. Do you know what? I was initially doing uh, Chris O'Dowd's voice mm-hmm. from the uh, children's program F- uh, Puffin Rock. Uh, and who did it morph into? Kind of like a Terry Wogan sort of nonsense kind of. I just think that there's a lot to be said for the Sky Sports director going to, I don't think he's been to any of the other teams to smooth any other disgruntled staff members over this week. No, but that's just, this is the thing is if you act like a little brat, I mean, it's how to deal with Red Bull is really like a lesson in how to raise children. Yes. And this is how to not raise children because as soon as they act out, you go, oh yeah, sorry, you are, uh, yeah, you can have whatever you want because it's just for an easy life. I think I mentioned this the other day. 
and you're just setting yourself up for them to do it again. It's it's pathetic. Speaking of delusional parents, Checo's dad thinks that he's going to be world champion next year. Maybe he knows something we don't. Would you like to make a bet, Alfie? <laughs> Would you care to make a cash bet with me right now? Um, I'll bet you £100 on the Dirty Air podcast that Checo Perez isn't the world champion next year. Yeah, but like, you know. When was the last time a number two driver, Nico Rosberg, when was the last time a number two was driver won Nico a world Rosberg the number two driver? That I mean, it, like it was an undefined thing, but he, Lewis was very much the the boy that was, you know, set to win, that Nicky went and, 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 and Nico took Michael Schumacher's seat when he was injured. Mm. And um, yeah, I don't think Checo's going to win next year. Uh, By the way, if we're going to do the Mexican um, mariachi theme tune, what's the Brazilian one going to sound like? If they're going to song by um, uh, I can't I can't remember who it's by, but it's a uh, gasolina. Yeah, that's the uh, so the what the Brazilian drum beat. <laughs> Gasolina. Yeah, I think it's good. It works. We should do it for every race. We should do it for every race. What's Abu Dhabi going to be? Oh, what's Norwich going to be? That could be one of your old songs. <laughs> um, F1 drivers very annoyed at how much they were manhandled, poked, prodded, and hassled in the paddock um, during the Brazil Grand Prix. Who is? Who are these people who are paying through the five nose? grand? Five grand. For all these amazing tickets and like to have access. If you have the money to spend on like, it's like you never get into first. I've never been to the first, first class of a plane, but I'm pretty sure you don't get into first class on a flight and mm. it's full of people going, ah! oh my God, <laughs> I get champagne. Like if you've spent five grand on a ticket, play it fucking cool. What are you doing? You're a loser. Stop this. It's, um, they were really mad, weren't they? They said afterwards that they, it was the first they felt like their kind of private, personal private space was being invaded. Gasly wouldn't leave the paddock. Really? No. I am refusing to go outside. There are too many out there. The fans, they love me. They keep on touching my bicep. This is not yours to touch. Well, this is what happens. If you're going to turn Formula One into the Kardashians, don't be surprised when the drivers get treated like Kardashians. Exactly. Kim Kardashian can't go anywhere because the, the the way that that show has presented her. And lo and behold, they've turned Formula One into a soap opera. So don't be surprised that everyone starts manhandling the drivers. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. But also don't manhandle the drivers. Play it cool and just stop it. Yeah, don't just play it cool. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Just make them come to you. <laughs> 
<laughs> make them come to you. Yeah, yeah. The drivers just ignore just, them. Just like, just ignore them. It's like none of these uh, Mexican uh, fans with paddock access have read the game. <laughs> what they want to do is go up to Charles Leclerc and go, "You're going to do shit today," and Charlie, Charlie will go, "Oh." That was horrible. I must go and find out what they think. What is this insult about? I cannot leave it like unchallenged. And then it's like a whirlwind romance between Charles Leclerc and and rude Mexican. <laughs> also, excitingly, in Formula One news this week, um, Max Verstappen has uh, said that, that we don't need more sprint races. Um, I uh, I completely agree with young Max. Yeah, here with young handsome Max, the young uh, the young sort of he looks sort of like a like a cowboy, I think, as he gets older. Don't you think? You think he looks like a cowboy? Like in an old spaghetti western, I think Max looks sort of like a, a Dutch version of a cowboy. I don't know. I think he looks like a timid priest. <laughs> I think he looks like like the young apprentice priest who's going to nervously go, oh, um, yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, d- um, we are gathered here to... Sorry. Um, we, are, we are gathered here today to um, join in... <coughs> is it Kevin? Is it Kevin? Is it Kevin? <laughs> And Samantha. <laughs> I think that's what he looks like. A terrified priest. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he looked really good in the black thing. He should yeah. race in one of those. He should race in a, yeah, 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 what do you yeah. call it? Uh, a priest outfit. outfit. Tunic? A tunic. Yeah. Is it a tunic? I don't know. Um, yeah, he said that we don't need more sprint races. I completely agree. I, if they got rid of the sprint races, I, no one would care apart from the people who make the money from the sprint races. No one enjoys them. Do you enjoy it it's more annoying. or less than qualifying? As a Formula One fan, I can't designate three days a week to the sport. As, and I'm a take, diehard Formula you, One you fan. you enjoy qualifying, though? Yeah, I, I, I love qualifying, yeah. But do you find that the sprint race takes something away from qualifying because qualifying means... No, I just think that it, it it's a lesser version. It's all the wrong parts of what make the race good. They say sprint so that it sounds exciting. But it's mm. not really a sprint. Like Formula One relies on. They're not ta- going faster. <laughs> it's not like they kind of uh, like jog. It's not like watching the fifteen hundred meters where at the oh it's the final lap of the race in the proper race. So now that's, they all go. They start going really fast. Yeah, that's fast. what they should do for the sprint races. Is they should put all the cars on party mode so they're all souped up so they can only go full speed. And if they go below one hundred and fifty, like in the movie Speed, they explode. Mm-hmm. That would be a good sprint race. That would be a good sprint. Or race. just all the drivers have to sprint round the track once. They just do one lap. Yeah, or they all do it on their like electro scooters, their little go pads. Yeah, Lewis gets his little electric scooter with um, Mayi following him, doesn't he? Angela Cullen. Yeah, Max has to give his dad a piggyback. Yeah, and okay. carry his dad. Yeah, Checo gets a piggyback rather than the other way from oh, no, his no, no, dad. That, yeah, yeah, right. Um, and all the other ones. And, and Ocon gets to, has to, he rides on like a, a Vespa that his stylist got him. I think he'd unfair advantage if he was in a Vespa. Mm-hmm. Or Alonso has to drive with his sex drive. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, That's yeah. all he's got. I yeah, think he'd yeah. still win. I think he would win. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah, that yeah, was yeah. what it was, if that was what was powering him, yeah. I would back him to do very well. And um, only attractive women do his, his pit stop. As yeah. Well. And it's like got um, like, uh, like early 20th century bordello music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think abolish the sprint races. I just, I, I don't, 
let us know, listeners, if you enjoy the sprint races, I would love to know what your take is on them because I think that all the things that make a race good are gone from the races. The tactic, the strategy, the undercutting, the pit stops, the drama. I just, I've, I'm yet to see a sprint race that's had really much drama apart from when Lewis um, had a Herculean effort, admittedly in the fastest car, going from the back to the front and got like two points for it. The thing is, it's quite exciting to have if there's a bit of drama up top. So if you've got your first corner calamity, like you did with signs after all that business, it's, I, I fear what it does is it actually rate, makes the race a little bit more boring because what you've got in qualifying so often this season is you've had Ferraris and sometimes Mercedes uh, primed for qualifying, whereas it's the Red Bulls race pace that has seen them through and seen them win every single race. You know, what is it now? 11 times in a row, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Nine times yeah, in a row. Yeah, 14 for Max, yeah. Um, a record-breaking 14 races. No, but in a row, this is the most, this is behind yeah. 1988 McLaren. Yeah. It's 13 winning streak. Red okay. Bull are on now on. Yeah, it just seems unthinkable that Ferrari could even win a race at this point. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Mercedes have kind of swapped places with Ferrari. Mercedes, for such a bad year, have had in 2022, it was a pretty bad year. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the year, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. And we came second. Lewis resigned. George Russell took his shirt off. We're in 2022. We could do a, an album of covers <laughs> that mention years in them, all renamed 2022. Yeah. Let's all meet up in 2022. Won't it be fun when Max is fully grown? <laughs> um, be there two o'clock on the strip in Las Vegas. Mm. I never dreamed that we get married in Las Vegas by an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> Do you want to come over for tea? To watch the F1 with me? That's such a niche one. <laughs> that was uh, uh, Alfie Brown doing Randy Newman's um, date. No, in a real um, date, date in Ohio, Ohio in 1902. 1903. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> niche. Um, I, I think it's going to genuinely um, going to be an intro. I really hope Ferrari. I, I really hope it's going to be an interesting race. No, I said I think it could be a really interesting end to the season if Mercedes pip Ferrari in the construction. Oh, I think it will, especially seeing as this is uh, Lewis's home race. Oh, he's because he's Brazilian. He's Brazilian. Yeah, he does. He's Brazilian. He's been made a citizen of Brazil. Wouldn't have happened under Bolsonaro, would it? <laughs> Lula's got in and gone. Yeah, that's my mate there. How many PK family members do you think are invited to the Brazilian Grand Prix apart from Kelly PK? Uh, well, none anymore. Not now. It's changed. Hands. Do you think Kelly will even be there? Kelly will be there. Nelson's banned, all... isn't isn't it? Nelson PK's banned from the paddock. Nelson. Nelson and Nico. Nelson and Nico banned from the paddock again in 2022. Eleanor Rigby is the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? In the, P- it, it scans with oh, everything. It really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PK Incredible. was racist. Nico refused to get vaxxed and they wouldn't let him into the race. All the richest people. Where do they all belong? Not in the paddock. Jail. <laughs> um, who would you rather 
was in the Brazilian paddock interviewing drivers before and after the race. Nico Rosberg mm -hmm. or Nelson Piquet? Rosberg. Okay. I'd like to see if what happens, like, I, I'd like to meet him. And if I met him, I would, like, I would sneak up on him and go, boom. <laughs> I just want to see if his, like, I would like to see if his face can change expression. I'd like tickle him, see if, like, what happens. He'd just be in hysterics, like, crying with laughter from his shiny, uh, Botoxed lids. Nico Rosberg strikes me as someone who flies on a private jet so much that when he occasionally has to fly first class, he, after the flight, will complain about airline food. Yeah. Oh my God, the wine menu only had 17 wines on it. And I don't even yeah, drink I wine. I couldn't take the PJ today, so um, I got first on uh, United and it was awful. PJ. Oh boy. Which driver do you think might have a Brazilian if you had to pick? I think Lewis is a great shout. I, I think, think you were a absolutely good right. I think he's probably the best one who like who would have uh, the, the Brazilian. Um, Norris has got one because another name for a Brazilian is a Lando strip. <laughs> oh, that was a good joke. Hey, great gags here on Dirty Air with Alfie Brown and Josh Weller. It's time in our news-packed episode of the Formula One preview for the Brazilian Grand Prix to be joined by our special guest for a day in the life of. Now, we like to keep these as current as possible. We've had some absolute icons from Formula One joining us on the show, and this week is absolutely no exception. And someone who I feel has been under quite a lot of unnecessary fire this week from Red Bull, um, a part of Red Bull's, it seems Red Bull's uh, diversion tactic to um, stop everyone talking about uh, the result of their um, overspend. Um, they started throwing quite a lot of shade and heat at one particular pundit. So we thought, you know what? Let's reach out to him, see if he wants to write a little blog for us about what he does in a, in a day in the life of when he's not in the paddock. Um, Alfie, who's joining us on this week's Day in the Life? Um, the letter that we've been sent through, uh, very kindly written um, by Ted Kravitz, mm -hmm. none other than our beloved Sky Sports broadcaster, Ted Kravitz. Uh, and this is a day in the life of Ted Kravitz. It's 6am when the hammer starts hitting the adjacent bells on my trusty alarm clock. I peel back the cover, yawning and stretching, and I rotate my lower half out of the bed, in one movement placing my feet in my slippers as I do every morning. As I enjoy the familiar sensation of the lamb's wool on my feet, something feels off and I quickly become aware that my slippers are full of poisonous arachnids. That's strange. I don't remember putting any poisonous arachnids in my slippers when I placed them down before I went to bed last night. Oh well, my wife glances over, using her experience as a celebrated entomologist, informs me that they are brown recluse spiders, which is bizarre as they're usually found in the southern states of America and not traditionally in Suffolk. Okay, darling, I chuckle as I pat my slippers out of our bedroom window. I make my way downstairs for breakfast, and as I make my way downstairs, I feel a tug at my ankle, and before I know it, two huge cans full of paint swing down from the landing. I duck. Bizarre. <laughs> I don't remember setting any booby traps for myself, but I suppose silly old Ted must have. I sit down at the table, ready to tuck into my breakfast, and just as I'm moving the spoon towards my lips, my wife stops me and says, hang on, can you smell VX nerve agent? <laughs> She became, 
She became extremely familiar with VX's nerve agent, having fought as a mercenary in the Angolan Civil War. No, I splutter, but before I know it, she seized the Alpen from me and destroyed it. Do you not think all this is a bit odd, she asks. I say, with this Labour Council, I'll believe anything. <laughs> I need to get the train down to London and my wife says she'll accompany me. We'll make a day of it. She pops upstairs and gives my chinos a once-over with her Geiger counter and kisses me on the cheek and says I can get dressed. She really is an eccentric. We get the 9.30 from Ipswich to Liverpool Street and take our seats. A booth! Yes! One other man is in there, but I wasn't expecting this much space on the 9.30. I ask the man if I can read his sports section when he's done with it. He nods and then tugs his ear and says, The crow is in the nest. He must be doing the cryptic crossword. My wife screams, get on the fucking floor. I don't know what she's up to this time, but loyal husband that I am, I don't ask too many questions. You know what women are like. Just as I hit the floor, the headrest on my seat explodes and foam and seat material dance in the air like confetti. Women's intuition. Exploding seats. National Rail really is going to hell in a handcart. The man opposite my wife starts grappling with her, and I say to her, if you want the culture section, you can just ask him. My, she starts kicking him repeatedly in the groin, which I think is a bit much. She's very adept in Krav Maga from her time in the Israeli Defence Forces, <laughs> but I don't really think this is the right time to be using it on a civvy. Who sent you, she screams. Christ! But before he can finish, his head explodes. This is all a bit rich for my blood, I have to tell you, and I say to Sarah, I say to Sarah, listen, next time we'll go from Cambridge like I suggested, please. Before the train departs the station, she grabs me by the arm and rushes me off. Suddenly, it all becomes very clear. I've forgotten our anniversary. <laughs> Sarah, I'm so sorry. She looks at me as if I'm mad. Maybe it isn't today. I start singing the months of the year song to try and jog my memory. January, February, March and April, May, June, July. Ted, will you shut the fuck up? I can tell she's angry and she has every right to be. What am I like? We run into the car park and with the back of her elbow, she smashes the window of a 2004 Toyota Yaris. 1.3 litre. Not a bad little car. But not what I'd have gone for. Get in. Uh, she's hot wiring it. I have to say quite well. She was a notorious car thief in Bromley in the 80s. I say to her, darling, is this quite necessary? Yes. No talking. She hits the stereo on. Paul Young. Yes. We've struck gold. And we listen to Paul for the next couple of hours. I forget to even ask where we're going. Every time you go away, or however the melody goes. Um, I don't know. Sorry, Ted. Every time you go away. There we go. Thank you very much, Josh. Uh, we arrive in Milton Keynes. I say to Sarah, this was a very roundabout way to get to Milton Keynes. It's quite a good joke on account of all the roundabouts in Milton Keynes. They're trying to fucking kill you, she responds. Right. Pretty strange behavior, if you ask me. We pull up to Red Bull headquarters and I say, oh, no, 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 darling. No, no, no. Another week. They're a bit cheesed off with me at the moment after the whole Lewis was robbed stuff. I'm sure it'll blow over soon. She looks at me with pity and strokes my cheek and leads me a back way into Red Bull HQ. We twist and turn through the various corridors before we finally burst into a hall. Christian Horner is in there in front of 200 children wearing a head mic and a blue and red smock. <laughs> I have been bullied, he says. <laughs> and then 200 children respond, I have been bullied. What's going on here, Christian? Sarah shouts. Coaching them, are we? I don't know what you mean, Christian says. Adrian, take Mia Farrow off FaceTime. <laughs> Sarah takes Christian into another room. We're going to negotiate, she tells me. She was actually a very senior strategist in the Nixon administration alongside Henry Kissinger. <laughs> Wait in the Yaris, she says. 
With Paul Young? I think so. I don't need to be told twice. <laughs> After three hours, she comes out. We drive back home. I say to Sarah that it's absolutely absurd that there is no main road connecting from Wales across to Suffolk. Yes, dear, she says, and she puts another CD from the car on. Squeeze! This luck just won't run out! <laughs> what a nice day. Sarah tucks me in with my Horlicks and the new James Patterson book. It's very exciting. If only real life was like that, I say. She smiles. It's all going to be okay, she says. And then she gives me a very hard kick in the balls. Don't ever forget our anniversary again. <laughs> yes, dear. I'm sorry, dear. I love you. Good night. Oh, that was so sweet. Nice, isn't thank it? Thank you so much, Ted Kravitz. So nice. Oh, right there, isn't and it? hey, and thank you for listening. I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this was Dirty Air. Aston Martin, license to thrill. Want some cheese? Never mind. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.